0: It is Friday here on the Scott Radley Show on 900CHML. Thank you for jumping in and joining us this evening. I'm I'm telling you, you are going to be glad you did. You're going to be glad you stuck around. I know there's other things you could be doing, but I'm telling you, tonight is going to be special. You're going to enjoy the next couple hours here on the show. Uh, We will be, in just a minute, bringing in the brightest panel in Hamilton Radio, as we like to call it every Friday. And we have upped the ante this week, we have decided to really crank up the intelligence level to really make it the brightest panel in Hamilton Radio. Three of the brightest students in Hamilton High Schools. We have three valedictorians from various high schools around the city who will be com- making up the panel tonight. You'll meet them in just a minute. Uh, and they will be talking about all kinds of stuff. we got some serious, some not-so-serious. Quite a bit of stuff, quite frankly, if uh, about them and their colleagues, their generation, the people who are in high school now, their thoughts on a lot of things. We oftentimes on the panel have people who are in their professional lives already, who are well into their lives, have a different perspective on things. Wanted to get some younger voices in here tonight to give you a sense of what they're thinking. So we'll get to that in just a second. As always, the first segment of the Scott Radley Show is brought to you commercial free exclusively by fox40shop.com. For sport and for safety, it has to be fox40shop.com. Enter the promo code RADLEY at checkout to get 25% off your order. And your quiz question this evening. Give you lots of chance this evening. Lots of time to get the quiz tonight. And I think many of you, put it this way. If at any point in your life you graduated from school, from university, from grade 8 maybe from kindergarten, I don't know. They probably played it there. Uh, You've probably heard this song. If you've had a kid graduate, if you've had a relative graduate, you you are going to know the answer to tonight's quiz question, I'm guessing. It is this. What's the name of the piece of music traditionally played during a graduation ceremony? When the graduates are walking in wearing their robes and their mortar boards and looking all proud that they actually passed, what is the music that is traditionally played to escort them in? It actually sounds, I'll give you a little hint, it sounds like this. You know this piece, right? What we're looking for tonight is the name of that piece that is played during a graduation ceremony. Because you know what? Today is the last day of high school. A lot of kids, with this is their very last day. My own son, last day of high school. So that is your question tonight. 905-645-3221 or star 9900. What is the name of that song traditionally played at a graduation ceremony? 905-645-3221, star 9900. Well, let me uh, not waste any more time. Let me bring in the guests tonight, all three of them valedictorians at their various schools around the city, all of them very intelligent and obviously very popular with their schoolmates because, you know, I'm assuming we'll find out if it's still by vote that you get to be valedictorian. I'm not even sure how it works now, but we'll get to that in a sec. Uh, First up, uh, Derek Holden from Orchard Park. Uh, Over the last four years, he has been selected to attend two multiple-day leadership conferences, um, and he has been a very successful athlete at Orchard Park. Uh, went to Offsa once in baseball, Sasa twice, went to the city championship three times, is now heading down to a Baltimore-area university. Well, it will be in after a uh, semester off to play baseball on a scholarship. Derek, thanks for coming in. Hi, nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Uh, next to Derek, Michaela Zvonar from St. Thomas More, senior director of the school's Halloween for Hunger campaign, part of the Christmas Miracle Committee, a prefect, one of the student leaders at the school, and a member of the school's competitive mock trial team and grad committee. Michaela, thanks for coming in.
1: Really glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: And rounding it out tonight, last but certainly not least, Brent Smith from Westmount. Um, He is the valedictorian, obviously, of his graduating class, student council president in grade 11 and grade 12. And here's a cool thing that, um, that... Brent did through his school year, school career that I actually think is uh, is pretty incredible. Every lunch, every day at lunch, he sat with a new person at the school to get to know them, which is um, which is very very cool. And uh, very few people, quite honestly, that I've ever heard of have done something like that. Brent, that's uh, that is really cool.
2: Yeah, it was kind of neat to do, and uh, I'm just honestly glad to be here right now. Wh- why did you decide to do that? Uh, coming into grade nine, I didn't really know too many people and I didn't really want to get caught up with the same group of people because I wanted to be able to expand and just kind of experience high school as many different ways so every day I just kind of sat down with someone else to see how they got there what they plan on doing and just try to gauge as many people as possible.
0: How what percent of the school do you figure that you actually had a lunch with over the course of your your school? Oh, um, I mean walking down the hallway it takes about
2: like 25 minutes to go class to class because I just talked as many people as possible but I'd say close to like
0: 80-85 percent of the school. Wow that is very cool. That is very cool. Uh, you know what? We'll start with you since you're already, uh, you're already talking here. All right. Um, I was looking today at a bunch of the classes that are offered, courses that are offered in high schools these mm-hmm. days. And they are very different, the names, the specifics of them, very different from when I was in high school. We had, you know, math, geography, <laughs> history. I mean, they were pretty basic stuff. A lot of the courses now are very, very specific. They are narrowed down. And they are geared, I guess, to a lot more of your interests. They want to hit people where they where they're interested. Is oh, that a sure. good thing? Is that a good thing, or do you think that when you look at it and you look, you're getting ready to go off to university? Do you wish that there had been more emphasis just on the basics? So you had the the or, or people in your class they just had the basics so they can move on to the world ready to go. Well, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hit or miss really, depending on what you want to go into with your life.
2: But like throughout grade nine and ten, and even like half a grade eleven, I'd say like the courses are very general, like just like history and geography but like we have i think at westman we had like six different maths you could take in grade 12 and things like that so especially today i think all the job opportunities you need to know how to do various different kinds of different things and it kind of helps out with that because if you're going to computer science for example you need to take a bunch of maths and a bunch of sciences and go more in depth with those that you couldn't have like previously in the past so i think it's just evolving for the times but in some sense it would have been nice also to just kind of learn everything at once.
0: Well, Michaela, one of the difficult things is when you're going to go and choose what you want to do in university, when you graduate from high school, you have to have had your classes lined up for that subject area you want to go into. But a lot of those grade 12 subjects, you have to have prerequisites, so you have to have done something in grade 11. So you're really having to choose now basically at the end of grade 10 almost what you want to do. And with these many, I don't want want to say weird, but very specific courses, does that not make it difficult?
1: Um, it's definitely scary. In grade 10, we had a careers class, pretty much. So we got to take lots of quizzes, learn what we wanted to do type of thing. Still didn't really help that much because we were still in our general courses. But I think by grade 11, you can, at, my, at least at our school, you can start taking specific courses to try and figure out what you like.
0: Does it help? Uh, Derek, does it help the fact that you can you can be very specific? Or is it more difficult to choose what you want to do when you've got all these very specific things to choose?
3: Well, I think for certain people, a lot, some of them know what they want to do as soon as they hit grade 10. For others, such as myself, I I didn't know what I wanted to do up until this year, actually. So what I had to do, I had to take all the general courses, and then if I didn't like what the general courses offered, I would scratch that off the list, and then I'd move on to something else. But definitely for some people who know, the more specific courses can definitely help in the long run. Did
0: the, for, for any of you who took very specific courses, did they help you learn something in, towards your real life when you can apply them to something in your real life? Because I know, like I noticed that one of the schools that I looked up in the, the courses, now obviously this doesn't affect you yet, but, you know, but there was one of the ones called parenting, All right, which is a very specific, it's not something you're going to need for university necessarily, but it's a life application. Do most of the courses you're taking now help you get ready for life or for university?
2: I'd almost say more for... University and more, like, towards yourself. I think most courses at Westmont are how you can do something better, like how you can eat better, how you can, like, train better, how you can, like, learn better. We have courses specifically designed for helping you study and helping you learn, and I think more courses are geared now to, like, prepare you for the next steps in your life, whether it's college, university, like an apprenticeship, or just taking a year off, but I don't know. In a way, it's almost as if, like, it's preparing you to be a better you as opposed to preparing you for your future, if that makes any sense.
0: Actually, I've long thought that the one thing, and maybe they have them now, but the one course that school should have is a course just in how to handle your money, mm-hmm. right? Because you haven't probably had to deal with it yet. You don't have a salary. You don't have a, a job yet. You will. You all will. But the idea of, you know, people get out in the real world and then they have no idea because when you're in high school... You've got a few bucks and you go to the movies and that's cool. That's all good stuff, but you don't really know how to handle money. It seems, am I wrong? Are there courses now that are out there that will guide very specific life skills?
1: Um, I think it really depends on what you take. I know right now I'm in an economics course, so that kind of helps with that stuff. We do gear it a lot towards um, real life now. My teacher does a really good job at doing that. So
0: it's not just economic theory, it's money. Yeah,
1: we talk a lot about money, um, a lot about like housing, stuff like that. So I find that course has been really helpful with stuff. It's eye-opening, I guess.
0: You guys have, obviously, three valedictorians. There's nobody in this room that was having difficulty with your uh, academics. That's cool. But at the same time, you know there are people in your school, at all the schools, who, who are. And yet teachers today, school boards, really frown on people not passing. There are actually some places where you're not allowed to fail a student. When you, when you look around at some of your classmates, should we be, and I'm not asking you to pick on these people, but should, should schools, should teachers, should the opportunity be there to say, you know what, some people just are really struggling and they need more time in high school as opposed to just pushing me through.
3: Um, what I think in, in the new learning system today, I find that the people that are just passed, just just because, and there are those, right? Yeah, there are, there are some of those, but I think some of them need the wake up call, saying that if they're not doing their work or if they're if they're struggling too much and they're skipping class, then I think they do need that wake up call. But for those who are actually working hard and showing up to class and doing their homework, I believe they deserve that pass. Okay, so if the effort is there, yeah, if the effort is there, I one hundred percent believe that.
2: Honestly, it's, it's it's a tricky situation for where I'm coming from because Westmount is a self-paced program, meaning that if you need extra time to complete a course, they give it to you and you're allowed to carry it over to your next semester, and you can take you can finish high school in two years, you can finish it in like five or six. Um, so it was kind of difficult because the students that do struggle and do skip class, they're almost allowed to do so because they know they can like bank on the oh I can just carry it into the next semester. But now we're our school is cracking down now, meaning carryovers have certain restrictions now, which means we will be failing students next year. So the wake-up call is coming for those people.
0: Well, and Brent, you said that uh, before we came on the air, you were talking about you had your graduation a month ago. Yeah, (laughs) And so there are actually people who are in your graduating class who marched down the aisle and wore the robe and wore the hat, but aren't actually graduating.
2: Yeah, so I think about 20, 25% of the people who attended the graduation ceremony are not graduating at all. They're coming back for another year.
0: Which is kind of weird, isn't it? To go to graduation and not graduate. I mean, I know you want to be there with your classmates. I get that. That You know, you've grown up with them and everything. But I've always thought it's sort of odd for schools to have their graduation a month before the end of school. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit. We had
2: some people who weren't graduating who actually just went and stayed in the audience, actually. They didn't actually go on stage. Right? They wanted to be there for the grad but not participate. But either way, I mean... Yeah, it, is, it was a bit funny at first, but I'm actually glad how it played out because you could actually like, focus on your exams and not worry about... Yeah, you do worry about graduation, as simple as it is, so it was nice having
0: that out of the way in a, almost. How much, how much worry is there now in school? How much pressure, Michaela, is there in school now do you feel to do really, really well?
1: Um, I think looking at like post-secondary programs it's very hard now there's a lot of pressure um, talking to even my parents when they were applying for schools the averages are not as high as they are now and I
0: can th- vouch for that yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and just even for things like scholarship opportunities you have to have a lot of extracurriculars a lot of time to put in to be able to get just little things like that so it's a lot harder I find now I would think
3: is it scary Derek um, It definitely is. Yeah, a lot of the courses in post-secondary now, they require a, like, a really high average and certain courses that some people just aren't as strong in. They can be really strong in courses and other courses that would involve that, but in the courses that are involved in the same post-secondary opportunity that they're not as strong in, it definitely adds that much more pressure.
0: What What percentage of the people do you think are actually going for their victory lap? The are, are there a lot of people now coming back for a fifth year? Because I'm a big believer that and you guys weren't even born, I don't think yet, but that I think Ontario made a huge mistake by getting rid of grade 13. I think grade 13 was a fantastic thing for... You know, in Quebec, they have the uh, the program you do for a year or two after high school before you go to university, and I think it was fantastic. It gave people a year to figure out what they wanted to do. But, I mean, are a lot of people now coming back for that victory lap, or are people just jumping out as fast as they can?
1: I know, personally, I'm really glad to be leaving, I think, in a way, <laughs> but... There, even this past year, there were a lot of grade 13s. And I think it's a good thing, though. It gives them time to figure out what they want to do. And I think that a lot of them realize in that year, that that's when they have to crack down and figure out what they want and stuff. And it definitely lessens the pressure and the stress.
0: We're going to take a quick break here on the show. We will be back. We're actually later in the show going to chat a little bit more about the kind of pressure that uh, that this group, not these three in particular, but the group these three represent feel now as they head out of high school because I man, you know what, look at the housing market look at the job market, look at all these things it is, seems to me, it is a tough tough world that high school kids are stepping into right now we're going to take a break though, when we come back we'll continue the chat with our three valedictorians here on the Scott Radley Show, stay with us <laughs> Back on the Scott Radley Show in studio with the brightest panel in Hamilton Radio—that's what we like to call it—every Friday at this time. Uh, tonight, Derek Holden from Orchard Park, valedictorian; Michaela Zavonar from St. Thomas More, valedictorian; Brent Smith from Westmount, valedictorian. I don't know how we get a brighter panel than this to come in. Honestly, on a Friday <laughs> night, we um, this this is this is as good as it gets. I'm telling you. So, thank you guys for coming in.
2: Of course.
0: Uh, by the way, a uh, quick update. In case anyone was shocked, if you know, you may want to sit down for this. This is a this is a massive, shocking turn of events. The Maple Leafs just drafted Austin Matthews.
3: Woo! Now,
0: yeah, that I know that is that is going to blow people up. Really, they drafted the guy that everyone knew they were going to draft for the last four months. Okay, well, they they did in fact draft him. So there you go. That is the uh, that is there is your NHL draft update. Uh, If anything else um, earth-shattering happens, we will let you know. You don't have to go anywhere. You can stay around here, and uh, we'll keep you up to date. Oh, and your quiz question. Your quiz question this evening is, What is the name of the piece of music traditionally played during a graduation ceremony? High school, college, university, whatever. Sounds a little bit like this. That's the music. What's that called? What is that called? They play it at graduation all the time. 905-645-3221, star 9900. What is that piece of music called? You've heard it. You've probably marched to it. You probably graduated to it at one time or another. 905-645-3221, star 9900. Okay, we continue. There uh, was a move at City Council, in Hamilton City Council, over the last few days that uh, the city is talking about live streaming or broadcasting the Tragically Hips last concert. They're going to do it on a big screen at Gage Park. They won't actually bring the band here. They're going to be playing in Kingston for their last ever show. But the idea was that we want to show it here and have a big community event, and you can stand and watch and dance and sing along or do whatever you're going to do with the the Tragically Hips. So, Michaela, I'll start with you this time first. Uh, should the government should whether municipal, local government or provincial or federal should they be in the entertainment business? Is this a good kind of thing? Is this a good thing for the government to do, or do you say, mm, no, let's let the the companies or whoever do it
1: um I'm a huge music fan, and the hip has made such an um important impact, and I think Canadian music, so I think it is a really cool thing that they're interested in doing, and I think I mean the government has definitely more maybe important things to focus on than just providing this opportunity but I think it's something that's really cool and if they were to get involved into it it's something it's not just for a random band like the hip has been along or a, uh, here for a long time and they made a huge impact in Canada so I think that would be something that they should maybe look into
0: So is that I mean is that a role that the government should have as a in addition to the other things as a community building kind of thing if you can not spend a ton of dough and do something that brings a lot of people together that sounds like a good thing
3: yeah I think it's a great thing I think anytime when um, anyone is bringing a community together to witness something like this I think it's fantastic
0: what else uh what else should what other kind of entertainment like if we look at this and we say, okay we like this idea do you like this idea by the way I think it's good okay I think it's a pretty good. Idea. so unanimously we say okay good idea this is, a, this is a pretty good idea that we think as long as it doesn't cost a fortune alright but what other kind of entertainment should government be involved in? So if they're going to do this, and this is, sounds like a low-cost kind of thing, should the government also then say, well, but if we can spend a little more money, maybe we should bring actual bands here. The government should pay, the city should pay. Or if with that, do we say, no, no, let's leave that to promoters. Let's leave that to companies or other people who aren't in the government. What do you think about that? Do we take the next step, or is this as far as it should go? Well, I mean first of all like best wishes to the tragically hip it's obviously like
2: rougher they're going to r- going through but like congratulations on everything you've accomplished and will do but I think that especially like with Hamilton being located where it is like so close to Toronto when with the GTA kind of like on the uprise right now kind of gl- on a global like platform. I think starting to bring hips or not hips here, bands here and kind of like creating like a cool vibe for the city of Hamilton. I think like long term if they do invest in the entertainment industry, bringing bands here and kind of getting that image would like pay
0: off huge for the city of Hamilton. So like something like Supercrawl. Yeah, that if, the, if we that could have government. Something like that, absolutely. The government helps with that. They give grants to that. The the city helps to pay. It doesn't do it all, but and you're you're okay with that kind of thing? Yeah. All means, three. Yeah, great idea. But again, what about so we have the it's a it's a, uh, an offshoot of the government the HECFI, it used to be HECFI, it's now Global Spectrum who runs First Ontario Centre who brings in bands usually it's not the city itself would you want, maybe I should ask your mom or dad or parents, would your parents would, do you think though it's a good idea that we would have tax money actually bringing bands in actually starting up concerts or do we say mm, let's keep it to the local community level where it's pretty inexpensive and pretty easy to do and we'll stop there
1: If I was personally right now an adult paying taxes, I would love to put my money towards (laughs) musicians and (laughs) bands and stuff because that's something I love. But at the same time, I feel like it's something that it would cause a lot of problems for people to know that their money was going towards just bringing in bands here, I guess, even though it is a great thing.
0: What about the arts in general? uh, Should we be because, look, a lot of parts uh, in the world of art are not necessarily financially lucrative. Art galleries don't necessarily make money. So if you're going to have any kind of art gallery, you kind of have to have some sort of grant. You have to have somebody helping to prop it up. Do we want that? Do we want governments paying for art things in our city? I think it almost go 50-50. I think there's a lot of people in
2: Hamilton especially who really want to see this this city thrive. And if they could split it like 50-50, or even like if they want to do more, I think we get contributions to make that an actual thing.
0: Derek, you're a sports guy, you're an athlete. What if we, should the government be involved in helping to sponsor or prop up or pay in some way for professional sports teams? Should the government be throwing some money at the Bulldogs or at the Tiger
3: Cats to help them? Um, I think they should. Not, in, not a lot of money, but just enough that it, they can make a change with them. Because I think professional sports, they they, they bring in a lot of money. And even if the, for the city, if they invested in that, it could be Definitely a great thing for them if they invested some money into it. What is the
0: benefit when, if you have something like a tragically hip concert, and again, not a concert, but a, a showing of a concert, so nobody thinks that the hip are actually going to be playing live at Gage Park and <laughs> camp out for six weeks beforehand? Um, but what's the benefit to those kind of things? We talk about community building. What's the benefit of that? You get, you, you're in a school. You guys are all been in school, and schools are their own little communities. But on a broader scale, what's the benefit of? do you see of community building in a city? Is there any? Really?
1: I think it's important. It's really cool, and I know even when we do like Festival of Friends and stuff like that around here, it's always fun, and people are always seeing different people they know or meeting new people, and especially if it's for a really cool band that's really good and bringing in different type of music and stuff, I think it's beneficial for people.
0: I say school is a community, so Derek, is there a great sense, at your school, is there a great sense of pride in being an Orchard Park Student, if you go out and you're talking to someone else, is there still that sense at all? Oh, I go to Orchard Park. That's you know, that's our that's our community. That's that's where we go. That's good.
3: Well, at Orchard Park, we uh, we are a very proud school. We we walk around the streets and we have our Orchard Park sweaters on, our Orchard Park T-shirts. Um, and if you walk through the halls at Orchard Park, you will definitely see that the sense of community is really strong in there. Everyone knows everybody. Um, there's there's never any fights. There's it's always very together in that school. Um, our principal, Mr. Barzetti, always says that we bleed red, white, and blue, which are school colors, and he's completely right when he says that. We are a very proud school. So how does that benefit the experience, then, of going to school? Well, it just makes you look forward to going there each and every day. So if if you go to a high school and you dread getting up in the morning and you dread going to school, um, I think it, it can affect your grades, it can affect your social experience, and for me, those those were the two most important things in my 4 years at Orchard Park and I think it was they were that good because of the community there. They made me feel welcome. It was my second home. I loved the teachers, I loved the principals, the students, everything there was just a second home for me.
0: Brent, Westmount
3: is you've already
0: alluded to it. It's different because it's self well, how did you say it? Self, uh, self-paced. Self-paced learning. So you don't necessarily always have the same, or do you, the same sense of community within the school?
2: Um, I think uh, you still do, but I think it's a different sense of community almost. Like no matter where you go in Hamilton, you're going to run into a Westmount student. Like one time I was at National Sports, and this guy was like, you go to Westmount, Like, so how did this teacher for me, this teacher for me? I went there like five years ago. And everyone who you see at Westmount is just so excited to be there. And I think almost having a self-paced program, because you could have a grade 9 in your grade 12 class. Like, I know one guy who did all the maths in the entire school in one year when he was in grade 9, including the grade 12 maths. And so... Through self pacing I don't understand that kind of person. Oh, I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's actually kind of ironic. His parents told him to slow down, and enjoy high school. Obviously, would have
0: finished it too too quickly. I really don't understand that kind of person. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure um, he's brilliant. Good
2: wishes to him, but man, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of sayings at Westmont. Like, like if you yell out at any point, like what team, you will get a response of Wildcats. Or if you go like Wildcat Pride, Wildcat Strong, we have shirts we sell. Like we have so much apparel and frisbees and sunglasses and everything for everyone that. Everyone at the school, like we had a Westmont Spirit Day, everyone's wearing blue. There isn't a single person who wears blue, and it's it's a different community in that you may not like we have cliques, very like distinct cliques, but none of them clash. And when it comes to like a huge event or like a football game or anything, it's nice because they all just
0: disappear and become one giant school community. So if it works at school, if it works in different schools, should it then work in the broader community? Do you think? Do you think that if you have these things that like a concert or like something else, should they have that same impact in the entire city?
1: It's a lot bigger, the entire city, than a high school. (laughs) And I think there's lots of people of different interests and different um, backgrounds, different ideas and stuff when you get into a huge city and stuff. But I feel like if the idea works in high school, you can definitely expand to it in a bigger city, just maybe not as
0: much. But the theory would be, then, that if it works in high school, then you have these events in a school it's going to make certain people in the community feel closer. Yeah,
3: um, especially, if even if it works on us stubborn teenagers, I think it'll definitely work <laughs> on the community. Are you all stubborn? Uh, most of us, yeah. <laughs> We're great people, but if it works on teenagers, I think it would definitely work on adults around the city. I agree with you.
0: I mean, I, I do, I, I, and I would love to see things like this. I'd love to see events that bring out people. I mean, Super Crawl, have you, any, have you ever been to Super Crawl? Can't yes, I feel it. Um, you know, like a wonderful event that I don't recall there ever being any issues. I don't recall because you have a whole bunch of people in one place who have a common interest who are enjoying the same kind of thing. And we only ever hear good things about it. Mm -hmm. And so to me, it's, you know, if, as long as it's not costing us a fortune, right, as long as we're not blowing all kinds of money to do this, uh, man, it seems like a good idea. It just does to, to, to build that kind of community. If you can carry it in the school, you can surely, you can carry it outside the school.
1: Um, I think it's something that Hamilton can be proud of, too, because even in schools, you're proud of the school you belong to, and if Hamilton could pull off something really cool like that, it's something that you'd be proud that Hamilton did, and you'd be excited that Hamilton is doing it, and you're from Hamilton, right?
0: I agree. We'll take a break. Uh, Quick break, back after this with the panel here on The Scott Radley Show. Stay with us. Alright, quick update from the NHL Draft. I said I would keep you uh, up to date if anything uh, anything happened. Well, everybody has known now for two months who the first three picks were going to be. It was going to be Austin Matthews first, then Line A from Finland second, then uh, Pyarvi from Finland third. Not so much. Not so much. The Columbus Blue Jackets kind of shocked everybody and went with Dubois. I don't even know his first name yet. I can't even find it. So now Pyarvi is sitting there waiting for the Edmonton Oilers, who the last thing the Edmonton Oilers need is another center. Honestly, it really is. But anyway, that's who they're probably going to take, or they'll move them to the wing or something. But they need defensemen, and yet they keep taking these guys. I'm sure they're going to take another one. Uh, We are back in studio with the brightest panel in Hamilton Radio this evening. Derek Holden from Orchard Park, Michaela Zavonar from St. Thomas More, Brent Smith from Westmount, three valedictorians, one who has given his speech already. Two who are waiting to give their speech. Have you guys got it written yet? I gave mine. Oh, already. you gave yours Sorry, already. Yeah, Sorry. So two who have mine. given theirs. <laughs> Derek, have you got yours written? I'm so close to being done. You are. <laughs> I've had exams
3: for past four days.
0: Yeah, and and now you guys, uh, you both gave them. Yes. In uh, in yes. 30 seconds, Brent, start with you. In 30 seconds, what was the uh, the gist? What did you tell your Graduating class, what was the motivating charge forward to the Ooh. students? What was it about?
2: Uh, well, it started off with a lot of puns about thanking <laughs> a lot of things. I'm a huge fan of puns. Um, <laughs> it started with a poem I wrote welcoming grade nines to Westmo and ended with one that was I rewrote to send grade twelves off. It was kind of saying failure will happen in your life. Failure is okay. It's inevitable. Learn from it. Don't be afraid to take chances. Um, that the most dangerous risk of all is not spending your life doing what you want based on the bet you can buy yourself the freedom to do it later, that you should leave an impact, or you will be left
0: behind. Wow. That's uh, It's on YouTube if you want to watch it. I, oh, I, We will. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up. We'll, we'll find that. I'll post it on the Scott Radley Show Facebook page in the next break. I'll find it. Michaela, how about yours? What did you say?
1: Um, I use a metaphor for mine, and as a huge music lover, I did it as a concert. How high school brought us all together for one common purpose. Um, I used a lot of band quotes and stuff like that, and I kind of finished it off by saying that high school was a production, it was a show that we all attended, but now we're going off to headline our own lives, and it's kind of how we make it, and we have to perform to how how we please.
0: Nice, and when you use the band quotes, a lot of gangster rap?
1: Oh, no. Never.
0: <laughs> what kind of music were you quoting um, generally?
1: Rock. I had some Green Day in there, some Our Lady Peace, um, Foo Fighters.
0: You're, you're supposed to be too young for that. No. Oh, I know. I'm that's my parents' telling th- me that's, too. No. That's, hey, listen, I'm all for that. That's great. I, you know, if you could throw a little rush in there. I'm always talking about rush on here. If you can throw a little rush, we're all good. All right, Derek, so now you've heard these two. Is yours going to live up to that kind of uh, lofty standard?
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I think <laughs> I think everyone's speech kind of matches what their school is all Absolutely. about. Absolutely. And without giving any away to my fellow patriots who are listening, it's um it embodies kind of unity and how we all kind of came together after 4 years of Orchard Park.
0: Interesting that you talk about unity cuz uh one of the things that I find very interesting and and for you guys especially in high school because you're really the the I don't, I keep hating to say the generation it sounds like we're uh you know I don't even know. It sounds awkward. But nonetheless, you guys are that generation that has completely grown up with social media. Mm-hmm. You, you guys probably can't even remember not using social media. There probably was never a time in your life since you've been able to type or whatever that you haven't used social media. But Derek, is that a good thing? Is social media on on balance? Is social media a good thing or is it mm,
3: got some problems? <laughs> um. In my opinion, it's a very, it's a teeter-totter of a topic to me because on on one point, it enhances communication with your peers. Um, if you have to get a hold of somebody uh, and, like, and you don't have their number, you can message them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But on the other end, it is a very distracting thing f- um, from your academics and from real-life association, too. And there's I know two people who will sit beside each other, I mean, directly beside each other, <laughs> And they will Snapchat each other, and they won't they won't talk for so a there's solid no hour. actual interaction. There's no interaction. They will sit beside each other for over an hour and just Snapchat each other. So when you
0: talk about social media, it's more anti-social media. Exactly, that's that's another name for it, yeah. But the the part about it is that you you know well first of all can you in your classes in school actually have your phones? Can you be using them in your classes? Or do teachers basically have rules that say no, no, put them away? Uh, it depends on the teacher. Some teachers are completely okay with it. Others are say,
2: "See a phone, it's taken." Others are, "Use it if we're not doing anything." What,
0: what's what's the majority? Mo- are most of them okay, or most of them no? Get rid of it. Most of them are on their phones. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is really not encouraging. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, okay, uh, and so you talk about how it can be a distraction. Yeah. Um, man, I like I would have had no chance of paying attention in class if I had a, a smartphone and I was able to like my my secret addiction if I was able to play Candy Crush <laughs> during <laughs> class when things got boring in history or whatever. There's no chance. Like I, I just can't believe that anybody could actually
3: study with those things in a class. Well, that's the hardest part. It's, it's not even that it's in class that's the distraction. It's outside of class. I know when I'll have a test in a couple of days and I'll say to myself, I'm like, okay, I'm going to study tonight. And then I'll see my phone light up and I'll say, ah, uh, oh no, that's Instagram. And I'll look at it and then I'll look at the clock and then it'll be two hours later. I'm saying I have gotten no studying gun, so it really takes away from your studying. What about the?
0: And that's a great point because I mean it really is. It's it, it's very obvious. Even you know at work when I'm doing something, it'll pop on, and you you. It's like Pavlov's dog. You can't help but look at it when your phone rings or when you see a message pop up. I defy anybody to not actually look and see. It's why texting in cars is such a hard is such a big problem now because yeah. you see the text, you hear the bell, and you are conditioned that you must look at it or your whole body goes into tension until you actually know who sent you the note but the bigger issue I would think Michaela is there are I would think great things as Derek says about being able to reach people being able to communicate but you can also really be nasty on social media about people at people there are issues I mean have have you ever experienced that
1: Personally, no. I've never had really an issue with anyone but on social media. It? Oh, all the time. There's always something going on. Someone's, we call it beefing, where you are kind of fighting, I guess, with someone over Twitter. And there's just so many things people say. And it can, it's mean, and it's just because it's on the internet that they think it's okay, and it's not. It's, it can get really bad sometimes.
0: Is Did any of you feel there's a sense that when you do it, even though your name is attached to it, that there's a sense of anonymity, so I can write something on social media that I would never actually say face to face to you, Brand. I'm not going to say, oh, no. I'm not going to call you that thing, but if I send it on Twitter, well, that's okay.
2: As I think, like personally, I don't have Twitter because I don't believe anything good has ever come from Twitter. But I think the problem is a lot of people our age kind of rely on social media for being who they are. Like they what define how they define how popular they are by how many likes they get, or mm. they define who their friend is by who retweets. Like I have, I know someone who. Logs on on other people's accounts and likes their own like tweets because she wants to feel more like accepted and I think like I'm old-fashioned like if I go to my friend's house like I'm picking them up I I I knock on their door I don't text them out here I knock on their door if I want to make plans I call someone and everyone makes fun of me for it but I kind of like the personal connection we've become we've come so far away from that and we've relied on it too much to be who we are that I think we honestly
0: lost who we are is how how common is that though that people build their self-esteem by how many people they have as friends on their Facebook or how many likes they have I mean is it do you guys think that's
3: common it's is very common nowadays I know I know a lot of people who will on Facebook or Twitter they as Brent said they will judge how popular they are on the amount of likes they get on a picture or a, or a comment or by the amount of followers they have and then they'll go to school and they will be the most antisocial people I've ever seen and so
0: what what lesson is there from
3: that then? Or is there one? Is I mean, do we...
0: If the idea is that y- your entire self-worth is based on how many people like a picture, which, I mean, honestly, when we say it out loud... Sounds barbaric almost. Well, it sounds ludicrous. It yeah. sounds absolutely silly. I mean, think back again before you guys were born, but if we actually took a photo and went to the Photo Mart, which, again, you guys don't even know what this is, <laughs> but I got the 4x6 picture printed out at Fortinos or at Black's or wherever it was... And if we stuck that on the bulletin board, and the only way you could judge your sense of self worth was by how many people came by and put a little check mark or a little star sticker on it, that's, that's go, pretty that's much ins- what it is. You, but you'd say that was insane. <laughs> you, at, back then, you would say that. What? I'm gonna walk by every two seconds to walk by and see how many people have put stars on my picture, and you'd go, "Get a life." But that is that's that's yes. kind of what it is, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like there, there's been times when like I've been at work, and then I've. I've like
2: finished work, checked my phone, and people are texting me saying like, "Why haven't you liked my picture yet?" Like I posted it two <laughs> hours ago, and it's I don't like personally. I only like pictures on Instagram if I like the picture. Like I'm not just gonna like everything, but it's true. No, I'm, I'm, I'm like that. But <laughs> Those people. So there there are now like trolls. There no, but like if I'm saying if I enjoy looking at your picture, I will like it. But if I don't, I'm not just gonna like
0: it because you're. But my that's friend. what I mean. There are people who are trolling you to get them to like their picture just for no other reason but to drive up the numbers.
2: Oh, there's people what? that will like all your pictures just so they think you they. They want them to like you, and that's how they do it. Instead of going up and talking to you, they will like all your pictures instead. That is how this
0: generation unfortunately works. (laughs) All right, there must though, and and besides just the ability to text with each other, which again I, I can see the benefits clearly of the texting. I get that, but besides that, there must be some. There must be one benefit to social media besides the instant communication. Is there?
1: I feel, I don't know if this is necessarily really good all the time, but you really start to know everyone. There are people that I feel like I follow on social media who follow me who I've never met before and I know things about them, but I feel like it depends because maybe I've never met them. But if I would meet them, I would hope to think that we would interact in a better way because in some sense, we know each other through social media. So it does bring more people together in that sense.
0: Do you feel that you know things about them that actually tell the true story of them because on the one hand you say yeah you know what if you're going to say those insane things on social media it's going to tell me a lot about your personality about who you are on the other hand you could say yeah but you know what now i actually know some things about you that are good things too
1: it depends some people for twitter example are super funny on twitter and then you meet them and you're like oh this is a really funny person that's awesome and then other people are maybe just judgmental tweets or something like that and you meet them in person maybe there aren't like that so it, it honestly all depends because people can be two totally different people on social media
0: should schools have rules about social media? And I know it's very difficult because schools can't really control what you do when the bell rings and you leave the school property, but if they could, should schools be putting in rules that limit what you can say about other people in school or something like that? I'd almost say yes.
2: Actually, one of our when I was in grade 9 our principal used to tweet at students if they were tweeting, and he'd be like, go back to class, put your phone down. <laughs> um, but I think if some degree, if it affects another student at the school or affects the school as a whole, then it's like, we we do monitor our tweets that our students do, we've had some suspensions because of it. But I think that is a very positive thing that should happen.
0: You know, it's uh, it's a difficult one. It really is, because I do see the benefits of it, but I've also seen enough of the, the crap, quite frankly, yeah. that flies around that... Uh, you know and you guys start you know bu- the interesting thing about social media now and especially about bullying bullying's a big issue we got to go to break but is that it used to be that you would be bullied but if you left school for that time at least that you were not at school you could leave your bullying problems you were back safe. at school yeah. now you go home and the bullying carries on on facebook on instagram on twitter on wherever else you you wonder why some kids have such great problems and it's because they can never actually escape it mm-hmm. now because it's always there I'm late for the break. Got to take it. Back after this on The Scott Radley Show. We are going to go to the news in just a second, but we have another hour with the three valedictorians uh, for you coming up after the news. Uh, But as I send you away to that, let me give you the quiz question one more time. We don't have to play the music this time. We'll get to it at the top of the hour. What is the name of the piece of music traditionally played at a graduation ceremony, when the graduates are walking up the aisle. It's an orchestral piece. You know, you're going to get your diploma, you're wearing the hat, you got the gown on. What is that music? What's it called that is traditionally played at a graduation ceremony? 905-645-3221 or star 9900. Lisa is waiting for your call Actually, Lisa can play that music out Into the news break here If she wants to You can hear the music Remind yourself of what it sounds like What's this call? That's your quiz question tonight 905-645-3221 Star The news And another hour with the three valedictorians Stay with us